You better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Hey, squirrels, welcome to Squirrel Talk. Yeah, that's the podcast we're on. Sure. I, I had a momentary brain lapse there. What am I even doing in the world right now? Oh, so many questions. Are you having these questions for yourself as well? I'm sure we all are sometimes having these questions. The world gets more and more confusing every moment, every minute, every second, every micro second. So let's try and bring some um, order back to things. Uh, of course, it's been very hard considering there's now like 72 drag races out. I think Canada's drag race just came out and UK drag race is playing. And there's like Dragula starting and there's um, Call Me Mother. And there's probably like 75 others that you can name. Comment below if you can name some of them. Um, really excited for my girls, Selena and, and, and Vicky to get back onto the podcast. They are going to be launching the first episode of Squirrel Talk for Canada's Drag Race also this week. So after you hear my lovely voice, uh, tomorrow, uh, you should be able to hear their, um, not lovely voices, but okay voices. You know, Selena has like a kind of, and Vicky's the right, you know, I don't know if I'd call that lovely, but you know, they're voices and they're really great people. So check out Canada's Drag Race Squirrel Talk as well. And then uh, we're going to be competing. Uh, and like, if any of us, you know, uh, does better than the other one, then we'll win um, a year's supply of Shoppers Optimum Points. Uh, Shoppers Chug Mart Optimum Points apparently. Uh, not that Shoppers Drug March is sponsoring us. They should, considering they're sponsoring every other show, apparently. I thought that was hilarious. Didn't you on Canada's Drag Race? <laughs> Sponsored by Shoppers Drug Mart. <laughs> that was wild. And to hear RuPaul, I'm not going to talk about Canada's Drag Race, but to hear RuPaul say Shoppers Drug Mart was wild for me. I, I don't know. I know a lot of people are talking about this. But it was just, it was wild. Okay, anyway, um, let's bring some order back to our confusion. Um, today's guest is uh, one of the coolest, I want to say newest, but she's not that new. But she's kind of new in Toronto area, I think, because she, I think she's from Ottawa. But, you know, we'll ask her all these questions. She's so funny. She's so conceptual. She's so talented. Multi-instrumentalist, comedian, uh, glamorous and beautiful in and out of drag and all around, I think, wonderful human being. It's the one and only Jelly. Evan Jelly is here. Hi. I was also into the Shoppers Drug Mart because my dream is to be sponsored by Neutrogena because I like, I use a lot of Neutrogena products. <laughs> and when I saw that Neutrogena makeup wall, I was so jealous because, hey. you know, a yeah. Neutrogena makeup wall? Like Neutrogena, they had all the wipes. They had all the wipes there. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my God. I was so jealous. I, of all the makeup or of all the skincare products I've tried, even the more expensive ones, I'm a Neutrogena <laughs> girl at heart. So please sponsor me if you're listening to this. Captain Neutrogena, Neutrogena, if you're out there, Jelly wants a sponsorship. Um, do I really you like. Do. 
Do you like their cream products or their jelly products better? Um, um, I know this must be a joke, but I actually like both. Both. Okay. Um, as someone who's tried all of them, both as skin, the flavor, they work for my skin. You just like everything. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. I love Neutrogena. Uh, this isn't even a joke. This is supposed to be a comedy podcast. It's going to turn into me just pumping up Neutrogena. You're just going to say, answer, every answer is going to be like, well, if only they were wearing a Neutrogena uh, product you know, underneath <laughs> that makeup, it would have been so much better. Um, that's amazing. So uh, talking about Shoppers Drug Mart, do you get some makeup from there or is it just Neutrogena products? Um, I have been known to purchase makeup on occasion to put on my face, my visage, if you will. And well, you, you do drag, right? I assume. I do, dra- I do drag. I do drag. Yes. I'm assuming. Um, I'm making a lot of assumptions. I'm yes, sorry. you see me. You see me. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you right now, and like you're in full beat, of course. But I've seen you out of drag, and you're still stunningly beautiful. Like I can't, I can't get yeah. over. It. It's like with with the squiggly, funny jelly eyebrows, or just with your regular squiggly, squiggly eyebrows, eyebrows that are also <laughs> underneath. <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, estrogen's very good for your skin. Okay. So I'll blame it on her. Mm. I'll blame okay, it on her. So it makes you soft. That's amazing. The makeup products, I've noticed, um, I mean, like, because COVID, I had to totally, like, switch out a lot of products I was using for, like, foundation and stuff. Find new stuff at the drugstore that worked, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I just... I was using, I used one stick of Cryolan foundation and I just uh, switched to drugstore stuff after because I didn't want to make the track. Yeah. It's, it's been turning the party for me. I'm so surprised, like, actually how good drugstore foundations are. I, I didn't realize they were as good as they are. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think a lot of it is, like, setting it, right? You know what I mean? With Neutrogena. A product. Oh, I wish if they made setting spray. If I, if Neutrogena, <laughs> Neutrogena could make bottled water, and I'd fill my bathtub with it. Oh my goodness! Neutrogena could make lube, and I could be a nun for like forty <laughs> years. They could come knocking on my door, like I would be smashing. I'd be sucking and fucking right there. A Neutrogena nun who sucks and fucks. I, I, I mean, you're going like triple X rated. Are you sure you still want a sponsorship? Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I assume this podcast, this is for families, right? No, it's not. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about Jelly. Who is Jelly? I would say um, she's the type of... Jelly's a Republican, not me. But I'd say if my drag character were a political party, she's definitely Republican. She's like a... Picture like a country club woman who's very nice when you meet her and she, you know, you think she's just domestic, submissive, readable. And then as soon as you turn her back, she's actually running an oil company and she's trying to become the dictator of America. Okay, so Jelly is evil and you consider like you play a character. Is that correct? I guess. I just think when I put on that face, I just it's a it's an evil face. Like it's she's she's definitely older than she looks. She's well into her 90s. She oh. has, like, if there's a type of oil, she's she's rigged it. Okay. Okay, so she's an oil baron, baroness. Um, yeah, but she doesn't draw the line there either. Like, child slaves. Um, she's, okay. She does animal, she, she used to watch horse races, and she's now uh-huh. switched to greyhound races. 
because horse okay. races weren't cruel enough. Cruel and then enough, she switched yeah. to child races because greyhound races weren't cruel enough. Right. So she's she's a racist. She's terrible. Oh, she's she's not, a, I a wouldn't Republican. say she's a racist. I just oh, she's say not she, racist, um, though. She's, so she's evil, but she draws the line at racism. Okay. Uh, no, okay. I would just say she... Um, <laughs> She's not okay. I would I would track evil jelly. She's she's not actually from Earth. That's also important. Oh, she's, so she's an, she's alien. an alien who's come to just become the overlord through whatever methods. It's not that she sees it as evil, and it's not that oh. she sees. Well, actually, no, she does see twinks as a lesser form of life, but everyone else she sees as an equal form of life. So you obviously see me as a lesser form of life since I'm such a sexual twink. Thank you. Okay, great. I do. I do. I, I didn't Thank know how you. to say it. <laughs> well, I don't know if I should slap you or hug you. It's just, I'm not sure. So you're an alien. So you're an alien, you're evil, you're, and you're trying to, like, understand humanity. Yeah, but her also main thing is it. she wants to be a dictator. Okay. How, do you think Jelly will succeed at being a dictator, or has she succeeded? I think she could, you know. Like, she, the reason she performs is just to distract you all while she's buying up more oil rigs. So she's actually just like on her phone buying oil rigs at the same time. Oh yeah, she cryptocurrency everything, <laughs> trading. Um, oh, she's 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 doing horrible things. Climate change has actually tripled since I started drag. Okay, so she's also behind climate change. Oh yeah, she's she's CEO of climate change. So is she trying to like acclimatize Earth for her species or something? Or I think so. She's actually she's part of. Um, Mothers for Climate Change. Mo- Mothers for Climate Change. I haven't heard of this. M-F-C. That's not M-F-C-C. an acronym. M-F-C-C. Yeah, that's, that's the acronym. It's just a group. They meet up once a month and they talk about, you know, various ways they can progress climate change, such as idling their cars. Okay. How else? Um, They're really into, like, buying as many newspapers as they can to make the newspaper sales go up, water, which makes water the tree bottles, cutting down. Like, you know what? Oh, Walmart they love they water bottles. bottles. They actually, they only bathe in water from water bottles. Or just like, you know, at Amazon, when they put like uh, a box inside a box and wrap it in plastic and then put that mm-hmm. in another box. Mm-hmm. Okay. Big on that. So you, you're big on that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, okay. she's really, she's a piece of work, but maybe underneath it all, she could find a little humanity. This is oh, actually intense. no. Sorry, she does connect deeply with squids. She feels very impassionate. There's there's certain crustaceans who she feels a connection to. To crustaceans? Why crustaceans? Um, I'd say they just with their little their little snip snaps on their hands, their little hand clamps. Uh huh. It's just they just grabbed onto her heart and held it there. Okay, so do you do you eat seafood? Me, personally, I do. I think she would be appalled. Okay, so, like, you have to hide... Jelly drag, her favorite meal, she likes, like, a a big piece of steak. Uh Uh-huh. And then boiled eggs on top of it. Uh Uh-huh. And then you smack the boiled eggs on the steak. So they they break. And that's it. With, with like... With With your hands. With, like, three or four bottles of water, probably. And you only take, like, one... water, for sure. You only take one sip out of each one, and then you're done. Definitely. How do you get away with it, though? Like, as as yourself, how do you get away with it? Like, are you a secret pescatarian, just like in the in the closet, and you can't let Jelly know? Uh, well, you see, I actually do love crustaceans, but that's I keep Jelly at bay when I'm eating them. I mm. have been craving 
lobster for weeks. I am... Um, <laughs> Like, that's not even a joke. Uh, every few like, months. It sounds like drag is ruining your life. What is that? Oh. You don't even know. I can't eat lobster without the, the hide to my jackal coming out and attacking me. <laughs> I also, about oysters. Oh, I just love oysters. Oh like, God. there's nothing like that. It's like a contradiction. Because, like, the one thing that you're creating in your head is, like, this thing, one thing that you can't do things but like who you actually are wants to do things how is that like a reflection of the internal struggle of who you are as a person or or is it just um, a, a fantasy my internal or? struggle every time I, it is more of a it's a fantasy but every time i plunge <laughs> a lobster into um head first may i say into the boiling depths of water it represents that internal struggle Wow, the eternal struggle of drag. I'm also, like, in case you can't tell, I'm in my lobster era right now. Mm-hmm. You know, all all artists have their eras. Um, mm-hmm. Picasso is blue paint, blue period. Yeah. Um, Lord is currently having her flop era. And, and lobsters, lobsters they, start, era. they start blue, and then when you boil them, they become red. I don't know if that's fully true. Is it not fully true? I Sometimes. see them at the grocery store when I go and get my autograph signed by the lobsters. Yeah. yeah. And they are not blue. I also, I was recently in Halifax and yeah. I got to go, my, I took my stomach on a meet and greet with some lobsters and it was oh. wonderful. And I suppose you enjoyed it. I don't know if they did. I found it delectable. I heard them I screaming. Was, I heard them screaming for you when they dropped them into the boiling pot of water. You know, some, some, some are just screamers. Sometimes you just gotta be screamed for. <laughs> oh my god, we're this is so demented. I love it. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I don't get me started. I could, I would, I could go through a list of seafood and rank it for the rest of this podcast, but I won't. But I will say octopus and squid, squid, very high up there. So I guess you're living your life on a hormone supplement. Yeah. Um, how is how is that? Is it fun? I, I think it's really fun. I have a lovely time. I, I drink my little girl juice every morning. And Ooh. then um, also for most people, their nipples get sort of like very early on. Uh-huh. Mine didn't really. My bobs were not really growing. And then <laughs> like at 10 months, they were like time to be so sore. So my nipples are currently very sore. So um, how, how long have you been drinking the, the girl juice? I've been drinking the girl juice for like... I had, okay, there's, like, a little bit of girl juice that's just to, like, bring down the boy juice, and I've been drinking that uh-huh. for a year, but I've been drinking yeah. the full-on girl juice for almost a year. Okay, so, like, a year, and because you, you progress up, and you kind of, like, let mm-hmm. your body get used to it and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You spend a few months, yeah, like, just love it, level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. So your nipples are sore. <laughs> it feels really nice. I touch them a lot. Um, it feels really good. Maybe that's why they're sore. Maybe it's not even estrogen, but I touch them a lot. Um, I very it's much not the cla- it. It's not like the giant clamps that you have attached to them right now. It's just the fact that no, no, it couldn't be. It couldn't be the car battery hanging off of them. Oh, those are yeah, the car battery. It, it's not the uh, the giant lobster claws you have attached to your nipples. Uh, oh, if a lobster wanted to reach up and twist, I wouldn't say no. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, that's oh, amazing. do you want to hear my lobster joke? I have one lobster joke. Please, I would love to. <clears throat> oh, big, big crowd here tonight. <laughs> that's, um, that's feedback noise. 
pretend there's like an audience mumbling. This pretend it's stand-up comedy. Um, okay, ooh, big crowd. What do you call it when a lobster masturbates? What do you call it? Bottom surgery. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did not get that. Oh, what? I don't understand it. What? It's what? like, like, it's like, you know, this. Because like Master and Commander, like the movie Master and Commander? No. No, like bottom surgery, like pee pee to vagina. Yeah. Because they have the a, little snippers on their hands. Because lobsters are. Oh, because he would snip him. They would snip him. So, oh my goodness. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Edward Scissorhands kind of, kind of, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like what happens oh, in yeah. Edward Scissorhands? What's your favorite like, Halloween movie? Speaking of Edward Scissorhands. Hocus Pocus. Mm, that checks mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Hocus Pocus. Uh, I mean, come on. The witches are so campy. Do you have a favorite Halloween movie? I'm surprisingly a big Halloween fan. I always have surprisingly. No, You're so demented. I, I expect it. <laughs> I expect it. Ever since I, I was a like, kid, it was the only holiday I cared about. So no, I, I feel like favorite... I feel like you live in a permanent Tim Burton movie because I mean oh. your your mind just works that way. <laughs> I literally, as a kid, I thought I was the only person who knew Tim Bur- who Tim Burton was. Like <laughs> I thought I was so edgy, and I would see bitches with their like Jack Skellington merch. I'd be like, you don't even you aren't like a real fan. You don't uh-huh. like really you don't really emote with Jack Skellington like I do. You don't know him like I do, and I thought I was the only bitch to know Tim Burton. So is Nightmare Before Christmas your fave? Oh, it's so hard because so many of my just general favorite movies are Halloween movies. Uh-huh. I love Rocky Horror. I love Scream. Okay. But I think I think I do love like more family Halloween movies, probably Coraline or Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, Coraline. Now Coraline is really creepy. Would you, mm-hmm. would you, st- you know, Coraline gets taken off to the land of the button people, mm-hmm. which really seems great at first. And then for some reason, Coraline thinks it's bad suddenly. Would you want to stay in the land of the button people? I am in the land of the button people. <laughs> that is, that, the land of the button people is drag. Oh, wait, yeah. how can I forget? No, my favorite Halloween movie. Favorite, 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 favorite is Beetlejuice. Okay. Hands down. Beetlejuice. Ooh, say that three times fast. <laughs> Oh, no, thank you. No, Don't do thank it. You. Don't do um, it. But, yeah. Oh, if you say jelly, you should say jelly three times fast later tonight and see what happens. Like, in the mirror. What happens? Um, you'll so, start feeling very gelatinous. Uh-huh. You'll start eating yourself like jello. You'll put your hand in your mouth, and you'll just start slurping. And all of a sudden, you'll slurp your whole self away. Oh, my God. That sounds like a great way to lose weight. I think I might try that tonight. Um, Jelly, I've also heard um, you are a very talented musician person. Or like, do you consider yourself a musician or do you consider yourself an instrument player? Or So before I got into drag, like my whole yep. life was always just like music. From the time uh-huh. I was a wee, from the time I was a wee and all I, all I did was just like playing music, drawing pictures, um, and being gen- generally extra in front of people. So yeah. then starting drag, I was like, we got to bring this music. We got to bring my banjo, my accordion, <laughs> and show these bigots. You might have to censor that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what's, what's, what's up and what's down? Uh-huh. So, yeah, I just always, always, always loved playing music. Uh-huh. And I just kept doing it. 
but yeah, so how, my, many in, how many instruments do you play or, or own? Like you've had banjo, I can play guitar, bass, guitar, guitar drums, keyboard, accordion, uh-huh. banjo, and then like little bits of other ones, but those are the main ones. So those are the ones where you like, you can like be your own band essentially. <laughs> I can be a one, like the one man band for Mary Poppins. Do you originate from Ottawa? Is that correct? Yes, I'm from Ottawa. The Ottawa area. And did you start drag uh, or performing in Ottawa area? Like, kind of, but not for very long before I came to Toronto. Like, I okay. kind of, I was playing around with drag all through high school and stuff. And then yeah. I'd say I kind of started really trying just about a year ago, like August of 2020. Yeah. Did it in and Ottawa then, for like a month and then was in Toronto. And then did you find, did you start like thinking about your gender first or do you start thinking about drag first oh this is okay this is interesting yeah Um, yeah yeah. this is also my favorite one of my favorite subjects myself Mm. (laughs) of course Um, we're here to talk about you so spill so okay i'm like i always say i am if a well it's with the exception of like one thing i am literally if a straight man wrote a trans girl of just like me in the sixth grade being just like sad you know just being saying oh Wow, wow, wow. I'm so jealous. Ah. <laughs> and fully, like, here's my journey. Um, <laughs> me being, being just, like, basically knowing I was trans from, like, the seventh grade, from the second I knew what trans was. Okay. And then hearing about gay, like, more often. Because, you know, where do you hear about trans? Especially, like, in the last, like, two or three years, maybe, not even, you've started to maybe hear about it in the mainstream. Totally. But, like yeah. Caitlyn Jenner would have been when I was in the eighth grade, so probably around then. That like felt very right, but I hadn't heard about it much, so I was just kind of kind of knew what gay was because I was always in musical theater as a kid, and yeah. they tend to fraternize in those in those hobbies in those pastimes, such as theater. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I at that point was just like, well, guess I'm a. And again, you're not to censor this, but figgity fag fag gay faggy faggot. <laughs> and I just, I just, I just went with that because I just assumed because I was femme that I was the previously mentioned thing. I could just say gay man, but I'd rather uh, say, say what you are. A figgity fag fag figgity faggot. Okay. So when you were like young, young, you were like, maybe I'm gay, but then you're like, no. Oh, like I knew I was trans first. And then I was like, you okay, it's gotta be gay. Because I, I like, guess I was kind of. Okay, so you trans. knew you were trans, but then you were like, well, no one will get because, this, so I'll just say I'm gay. Like, I don't even really know what it was, but then I right. I learned what, like, gay was from knowing people. Yeah. Because, you know, the gays were always lit. Of course. Whenever I did theater, they were fun. Um, <laughs> and they were femme, so I was like, I'm femme, I must be gay. Didn't really yeah. factor in the being into men part, but I factored in the femme part. Though I was, and continue to be technically into men. Right. And then I just like chilled with that, but I kept being like, but, but gender, but gender dysphoria, but, but, but hello. And then finally was like, right. no, this is, this is the vibe. But I started drag, like, well, I knew this was an issue for me, but wasn't yeah. like out about it. Yeah. But also drag for me was never really, it's weird to say, but it was never really that gender related. Like mm-hmm. it never even felt like dressing as a woman for me. Drag uh-huh. was always just like, oh, I like doing visual stuff and costume making. Oh, I like doing acting and theater. Oh, I like singing and I like doing music. Oh, here's uh-huh. something where I can do all four of those together. It yeah. kind of never factored in that like, oh, and I am dressing as a woman as well. Right. 
it definitely has like some sort of like relation to gender for some people, but like everyone has their own yeah. like entry into like drag. And I mean, obviously, you consider yourself an alien, evil empire empress. Yeah. <laughs> like for me, the relationship with gender and drag is getting very weird because when I'm out mm. of drag, I don't get clocked as like a dude. Um, but when I'm yeah. in drag, everyone thinks I'm a gay dude. Uh, Which is just part of it, because, you know, drag that's queens. That's true, because, yeah, the typical drag queen is like, this is cisgender male in a wig. Like me, I'm I'm, I'm so basic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but that, that's been a strange thing for me of like, okay, so out of drag, I'm fine. Have you ever done more, like more drag king, or do you think of it that I way? I do sometimes. All? I love doing like a more mask or a more just very neutral yeah thing but you know i also love doing like my own version of glam domestic glam yeah it's so interesting because even when i think of it like yeah hillary my character hillary hi it's me hillary but you know like i'm totally just a character actor and i do all kinds of characters um so it's so interesting even like in my career like i'm learning um to just put on characters and be whoever the hell I want to be. Uh, and it's really inspiring listening to trans voices and non-binary voices um, talk about drag because the entry point is so cool and, like, gender isn't really even an issue sometimes. It's, like, something totally, I don't know, something so much better and more interesting than gender sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's really just, like, painting on something that I am not... And then making these insane costumes. It's all about like making how crazy can I go this time? I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So, but you're a musician and, um, uh, so you, I mean, you came to Toronto, like what, two years ago, a year and a half ago. I came to Toronto in first year of university. So that would have been 2019. And I started dragging it up last year. Yeah, so, like, like you came right before, like, COVID kind of... Yes, so fun fact, uh, I couldn't go into any... Like, I hadn't... I only saw one drag brunch because I couldn't uh-huh. get into the bars because I was a baby. You were a baby. And then you got... And then I think a lot of the, the performing that you ended up doing was a lot of online. Where yeah. Ironically, I think, was great for you because... Oh, I my mean, God, yeah. Have, you have a chaotic energy that suited certain chaotic online shows, I would say. But yeah, online was perfect for me because I and was also studying media production. Media production? Oh, because you're studying media production. And also you're such a, a diverse multi-instrumentalist. Like it was almost natural that you could just hook yourself up into that drag world and be a musician. It was really nice that I could just put all my things I loved of technical stuff together and just create my own little world for a lot of my projects. Right. Um, are you excited to, to, to continue doing that? Or do you want to like try and enter that uh, one person band into a live space now? That's or? what I'm trying to figure out is how do I bring some of this stuff into live worlds? How do I yeah. bring this into live? Because I love live stuff. But I also miss the, you know, there's only so much you can do as a drag queen who is playing songs that the DJ has from Spotify. So I'm kind of like, yeah. how can I bring this visuals plus uh, instrumentals plus kind of more of a concept experience into a drag bar? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. 
And also you're, you're so funny and you're so campy and you're so out there. I mean, as soon as I saw you, I was just like, oh, you're brilliant. Um, I was so. recently told my whole life is camp. Your um, life is camp. You are because camp? It's because my favorite, my not favorite, but my most desired foods be are hot dogs, aforementioned <laughs> lobsters, and oysters. And those are the three foods I'm constantly craving. And I was told <laughs> that because of that, my life is camp. And you know what? I agree. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, well, um, shall we dive into this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Jelly? Yes. Oi! Oi, governor. Happy right. Christmas, RuPaul. So this episode, um, I was really excited to have you on because it's the girl group episode, and you're a musician. So, um Yay! Yeah! <laughs> um, have you been... You are your own girl group, essentially. Um. The girls. <laughs> I actually have a Spice Girls song I never posted. That was me doing, like, a Spice Girls country song of Stop. But maybe oh, one did, day I'll remake it. I've never posted it. You did a, a country version of Stop Right Now or Stop or yeah, something? Stop Right Now. Thank you very wow. much. Unreleased content. We're getting all the tea. So this episode really started out, I found... Uh, a little bit, I guess people are probably shocked uh, since Veronica went home and Victoria are both gone now. And they're kind of shocked. They're just saying, oh, Vic- Veronica was such a sweetheart. And, oh, we're going to miss her so much. Um, and, you know, it's like gone too soon. And, you know, all this stuff. D- do you believe Do you believe it when they say all the, these kind of silly platitudes that are kind of fake Uh, you know like you're definitely gonna be sad to hang out with them but you want them gone and i (laughs) i i I like veronica but i never saw even in season two people thought she was like gonna be top three i never saw her there necessarily (laughs) you know and the worst part is, is that now she left, she left, uh, and she got kicked out. Uh, she left last season. Now she got kicked out At, on the same episode that it happened to Veronica, uh, Victoria, which almost yeah. feels like, oh my God, are we going to get the same thing with Victoria next year? Oh, I hope so. But I hope she comes it's just, back. It's just so heartbreaking to think that mm-hmm. you've put all this effort into your season and now it's like it's all gone to waste i have to find new money new favors to do it again yeah it's also the thing <sighs> i've been thinking about this and we kind of saw it with evie oddly is if like a an issue with someone's knee has to disqualify them from the uh, competition how is someone with chronic pain or a disability supposed to compete in this competition you know what i mean it's very much designed for like able-bodied people i'm 21 i'm 21 i'm a twink and I can do the splits. Thank you. Oh, you're talking about Crystal Versace. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like, I think it's 20. What is it with drag queens and, and hurting their knees? Um, yeah. Just on Canada's Drag Race, Ocean. Oh, my Aqua favorite Black. queen, my, my winner, Ocean Aqua Black. Ocean Aqua Black. On the first challenge, she had to jump into a ball pit um, for a photo, hurt her knee. Yeah. Like, she okay not to go on Canada's Drag Race too much but if she like if they eliminate her and then just are like but you can still chill every episode like they can't send her home I need her to be in every episode I think think she is incredible 
So then I, I'm also calling out the, the positive, positive stuff because as soon as they sit on that couch, um, Carissa starts getting attacked by Vanity. I love Carissa so much. And I think Carissa said some sort of thing like, well, you know, it's too bad to see Veronica go home. And then Vanity was like, oh, what? You don't think I deserve to be here? Uh, And then Vanity starts coming for River. Like, then they're like, well, who do you think should be going home? And then Vanity picks out, like, River and Carissa. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what? Are you delusional? (laughs) Yeah, I think Teresa is very quickly becoming, like, my absolute favorite of any drag race queen. I love Teresa. And I probably said Carissa a lot now because I I always say it wrong. Um, And Selena's going to hate me for that. But it's (laughs) Teresa. Teresa May. Okay, and also, can we talk about the fact that for some reason this episode they forgot to put in, somebody obviously forgot to turn off mute on RuPaul when they like edited this whole episode because during the whole intro sequence, there was no RuPaul voice. Like it was just like images of Emma Bunton and stuff when she should have been like RuPaul's Drag Race with Emma Bunton and Michelle Visage. I missed that. I just skipped through the intro. It was complete silence. (gasps) That's hilarious. Somebody done fucked up on the edit of this episode. (laughs) Yeah, big time. That was, um, I mean, I guess it's a pretty easy mistake to make if you just, like, forgot to unclick a mute button in your, like, final cut or whatever you're using. (laughs) So easy, but so silly. (laughs) So silly. (laughs) I can't believe they let that through. Uh, RuPaul comes out, and she's talking about um, their new challenge, which is supposed to be this girl group challenge. Would you be excited to do a girl group challenge on Drag Race? I would be very excited. I think I'd be excited to do any of the challenges. Just because they all seem very fun. They all seem like a lot of fun. I would not be excited to lip sync. Because I don't... That's the scary part. But okay, so you, you would be excited. Because in the girl group challenge, you have to write your own verse. You have yeah. to sing it. Uh, and then you have to get a choreo, choreo for it. And, and then you all have three to, of those... Our fun time. But then you, you have, have to, to make lip- a character. Yeah. But you don't yeah. like lip syncing specifically to well, your Well, I just want to lip sync competitively. Because, I, you know, I feel mm. like if we have choreo and I've written my lyrics, I could do a fine job. But lip syncing is like my bottom on my tier of drag things of what I really love. Oh, like so, if you're just like lip syncing a Britney Spears song or something, you're like, no. Yeah, no, well, no. that's where I would be scared right. if I was just lip syncing. Because there are some very good lip syncers out there. But I would be very excited if I got to write lyrics and sing them. Okay, so this definitely sounds like a challenge up here. I definitely think it would be. Who would you choose for your group? I would choose Teresa May first. Teresa, yes. As I said, I really think she's currently, of any drag race queen, my absolute favorite right now. Uh The look, like the the look and the comedy are just so good. And isn't that so important good. in a in a personality challenge, really? Oh my god, yeah. I would easily pick her just because yeah, there's so few queens. I find if I find a lot of comedy queens stick to almost costumey looks or simple looks, or a lot of look queens aren't that funny. And she is full on a look queen and full on hilarious. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. So yeah, Cherise is a great pick. I was so confused when they put her they didn't pick her first. Yeah, I think I think they got a little bit too in their heads about 
you know, singer, musical theater thing. And like, girl groups are not musical theater. They're all about personality. No. I'm, I'm sorry, but Victoria from the Spice... Uh, um, it is Victoria. I don't know. There's a lot posh, of... I watched all the episodes. Spice. Posh Spice, heard, Victoria yeah. Beckham. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about one of the drag queens in Victoria. No, I mean, I, I like, mean, Posh Spice. Posh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Posh has no talent whatsoever. She's 100% no. personality. <laughs> and that's what you need. That's all you need. So yeah, yeah. I would easily Teresa May, no hands down. And then I would also probably Charity Case. Do you think Charity would? Yeah. Do you just like I Charity because she's wacky? I just think she brought. I think she brought it. But if she was around, if she was on a team with other wackier people, it would have been great. And who else would you pick? Ah, this is this will be the tough. My final one. Because, like, Vanity just lip syncs so, like, like she's singing. Like, when Vanity uh-huh. lip syncs, she lip syncs like a pop star. Yeah. So I would possibly pick her. And I thought she did a terrific job of just, she she has the pop star feel. She has the girl group feel. Um, she just feels very joyous when she's performing, which would be good. Yeah. good. Or, honestly, just a crystal. Like... I know, I know she's, she's, she's troublesome, but she's, she, she she's is a safe posh spice. Yeah, she's is a, a safe bet. She'll turn it. Yeah. Crystal is kind of posh spice. She just stands there and looks beautiful. Very um, much. That's it. Like, that's what she does. I definitely maybe would have chosen Kitty because she's just a solid pop star girl. Like I could totally. Yeah. I wouldn't have picked Ella Day because like there's a lot of the, the drag queens who I don't necessarily this is awful, but I don't remember a lot of the UK girls every week because it's like, you know, a lot of them just are white twinks with this, with drag makeup on that. I just kind of forget. I kind of bunched into one drag queen, but I thought if they were to pick a winner for this week, a single winner, she was so good at the the whole, the whole thing that I would live a day. Oh, in, in the challenge. Yeah. I agree. Ella actually did turn it out pretty good. Um, I definitely, yeah, I definitely thought it was interesting um, right at the end when Scarlett and Vanity were making their choices for the teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scarlett was talking with her team and she said, you know, I picked you all right. Um, Because Carissa got picked last and she chose Crystal over Carissa. And I, I wasn't sure what I thought about her comment when she said, well, I chose Crystal because we needed a pretty girl. <laughs> yeah, Teresa also has one of the better mugs of a lot of the girls. I was like, I know what you're talking about. Like, yes, Crystal is beautiful and Posh Spice is a thing. But, like, Carissa is not ugly. Um, no, like, oh, I just cannot. Every time you mention her, I'm going to go on another rant about how she's my favorite drag race girl. <laughs> I love her too. Um, so they're going to be singing this song called BDE. It's not what you're thinking. It's not big dick energy. Oh, I don't ever think about dick. No. My no, dick. My cock. Not at all. I just think about people named Richard. Um, but mm-hmm. this is big drag energy. Ha ha ha. Very funny. And amazingly, they're doing an up-tempo version and a down-tempo version. Which which version did you like better? I would have gone for the down tempo. Down tempo? Because what you know, Scarlett got to choose and she immediately went for the top pop version. Well, down tempo is so camp. Down tempo is like there's so many bits you can do. It's so much more fun. 
Alton John's sad songs say so much. Like, you, it's hard to be funny with an up-tempo song sometimes. Especially in drag where it's like every single drag song is an up-tempo song. Yeah. Now you have the chance to do very, like, you know, reach out and touch me, baby. Yeah. But I'm sad. Like, you have, it's very Shania Twain, you're still the one. Like, you just have the chance to really bring that, that over-the-top emotion. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think this the down tempo was probably a better choice. Do you think Scarlett made the wrong choice by going up tempo? Not necessarily. Like, I think the right. I think you still could have turned it. I don't think it was a. It's one of those things where that's not a choice that's going to make you lose. I think, but it's a choice that is just personally. I would have wanted to do the down tempo, more intimate, more campy. So we got the two teams. It's Scarlett, who chooses Katie Scott Claus, Charity Case, and Crystal. So I would say that's a very, like, they're the popular girls in the room. They're, like, the kind of skinny. Well, they're not all skinny, but they're all just kind of, like, the white people. (laughs) Yeah. I would say Um, also just, I just want to put it out there that I think the judging has been so whack this season. Um, Yeah. Teresa and... Charity just being like killing it. I like even last, even when Teresa was in the bottom for a well constructed gingham dress, and what one was just an equally well constructed gingham dress. Oh, last week, I know. Like, it's just, it's been very produced. Yeah, I thought Scarlett's dress last week, everyone thought it was so beautiful. I was like, it's kind of overrated. It's a dress. Um, Like, that's. That's a dress that you say, I made that in a day. And I say, okay, cool. Yeah. So can, so can all, most people who know how to use a sewing machine. They were, like, they were really scagged by it. Um, but Charity, like Charity and Teresa, this is just a side note, have been getting shafted every time. Oh, Charity has been, and River, like there's been a lot of people. River too, shafted. yeah. River's been solidly like, I don't think River should have been in the bottom for any of the time she was. But she hasn't been like shining to me yeah. the way those two have. That's of true. Just being like you, they are so distinctly their own. That's fair. Um, okay, so, but it, I think this is interesting because honestly, when I think about it, Scarlett picked all the white girls, mm-hmm. and Vanity uh, ended up with um, well everybody else, including Ella, who is who is white, but everybody else is not white. Um, I know Scarlett might not think she's a little racist, but I do think Scarlett is a little bit racist at times. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of British people are. I think yeah. Britain as a whole. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Just some of the things she was saying this episode. I don't want to get too specific because it's like negative, but like, you know, just maybe she should just check herself a bit. You know what I think is really funny about Scarlett? is that she kind of reminds me, especially if she's wearing these, like, glasses the whole episode, she reminded me, like, of a gay Harry Potter, except kind of mean, kind of mean and out of touch. (laughs) Did you know, this is actually a fun fact, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets is the greatest movie ever made? Is this just in your estimation, or in general? um, No, um... Like Rotten Tomatoes? I watched it on Sunday. (laughs) No, I watched it on Wednesday. Uh Uh-huh. And... Oh my god. You better work, Harry Potter. That movie. <laughs> Chamber of Secrets. Yes, slay, yes, God. This is the yasification of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. It okay. is so good. It's what more can you ask for? It has scary, it has hairy, it has a basilisk, it has 
a phoenix. <laughs> it has uh-huh. drama. It has it has comedy, camp, romance. Actually, not romance. Well, a bit of romance. Je- uh, that uh-huh. the girls sexting with the book. Uh huh. It is. If you you should just go watch it now. Obviously, I don't. Should I watch need- it right now? Right you, now, stop the. You podcast. think I should watch it right now? Okay, so yeah. I'm going to go watch Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, is that the one with the yes. basilisk? I highly remember recommend torrenting it because we don't need to give J.K. Rowling any more money. But well, you know, I'll, I'll get it on Spotify or something. I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll look at it in a book. Okay, so I'm going to go watch that, um, and uh, and then we can come back and talk a little bit more Drag Race. Let, let's take a break. Yep, hooray! Okay. Hey, welcome back, squirrels. Just finished uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And gosh, I had no idea that RuPaul was in that. Yeah. She was the the basilisk. Yeah. um, Now you understand that it is the best movie ever made. Yeah. Well, if RuPaul's in it, obviously. True. But I'm a cheerleader. Is that a porno or something? Or. Oh, no, no, no. No, it's not a porno. I would I, highly recommend it, but I could well, do a porn version of it if anyone. I thought if I saw you. I thought I saw you in a porno, or is, was that just something I dreamed up? Okay, this is this is a, a known thing about me is that I very much want to be in a porno. Really? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> People, well, let's put that out into the world. I put um, it. I, I put it out into the world multiple times. Do you want to be in a Harry Potter porno specifically, or? Um, I would say yes. I wouldn't say no. But in the Harry <laughs> Potter porno, I want to have like a big wand, a big no. I want to have a broomstick attached to me, and I want to peg J.K. Rowling. But I want to just stick her on that broomstick and spin her around. <laughs> Someone is playing J.K. Rowling, and then you just spin her. No, around I want to peg the real J.K. Rowling. You want to peg the real J.K. Rowling. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, you know, she became a little problematic with her thoughts. That's for sure. We never really knew where she was going. I mean, <laughs> no. and as someone who did, I everyone's argument is always, "Well, you didn't read the full thing." I read everything she wrote oh, because I'm I read a it mas- all. I read it all. Yeah, I'm a I masochist agree. and I love reading about transphobia. Absolutely. <laughs> but do you remember, like back in the day, she came out with Harry Potter? Uh, you know, she she was nothing, obviously, uh, like just a writer and a, a single mom. She was garbage. She was garbage, and she was at a diner, and she wrote on a napkin, and Harry Potter was born, and everyone loves Harry Potter, and then there's these movies, and then she started coming out with crazy ideas, and people were like, okay, you know, like, Hermione's black, and Dumbledore's gay, and, like, all this stuff that wasn't in the book, but she just says it was, and yeah. we're like, okay, that's cool, yay, J.K. Rowling, and then suddenly she reveals that she's just massively transphobic, and then we're like, okay, Okay. <laughs> yeah, Something yeah. Wrong. Dumbledore really said gargle them balls. <laughs> well, at least Dumbledore is gargling them balls. Uh- <laughs> at least. I know that, that out there, up in heaven, when Harry Potter actually, you might have missed the detail when Harry Potter goes to the afterlife uh-huh. um, in the, the, the seventh, the final book. Uh-huh. Um, Dumbledore's oh, yeah. actually there gargling God's balls. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got his mouth wide open. And and God was played by uh, Jelly Evangelical, um, mm-hmm. played by me, and it was me playing a deep fake of Christopher Walken. Not for yeah. any reason, 
It yeah, you were, you were a deep fake of Christopher Walken's balls. Um, mm. That was hilarious. Yeah, that that I pay to see. See, that's the okay. porn. Book me. That's the porn. That's the jelly porn. Okay, let's get back into this episode. So they're doing girl group stuff, and they get to meet Steps. Do you know who Steps is? Um. Okay, I don't. <laughs> I think they're a UK <laughs> band, and I. They were very excited to see them. So, yay, Steps. True, but on that show, they can bring on um, a tube of super glue, smush it on the floor, rub themselves around it, and say, This is the special guest. And everyone will say, Oh my God, when I was a wee boy, I had a tube of super glue and it saved my life. So, I guess I'm looking at the thing. They were a British pop band, debuted in 1997. Um, <laughs> and that's about it. Uh, light up the world. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Is that similar to We Are the World? I don't know. I don't know who Steps is. I'm so sorry. If you know who Steps is, comment below. Uh, (laughs) If you know Um, who Steps is, come to my door late at night. Run one fingernail from the top to the bottom and tell me I'm silly. Yeah, gargle those balls. So Steps is going to help them uh, do their their verses for BDE. And uh, up first, we've got Team Slice Girls, which is Kitty Scarlet, Crystal, and Charity. And they do their vocals. Did anybody stand out for the you in the vocal category on, on the Slice Girls? I just didn't like their name. I don't really remember them recording. Yeah, it was kind of boring. Like Kitty was Kitty's a great singer. She was very solid. And then after Kitty, it went downhill from there. Scarlett did the artful Dodger. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, happy birthday, RuPaul. Happy birthday, birthday. You, got pet, you got a farthing for me, RuPaul. I love, I love her voice. That's her. Like, if she didn't, if she was just a pretty drag queen, like, why would she be there? You know what I mean? That's, she's not. You know she's not another fashion girl, but she is so a- funny. You have a point. Crystal uh, was decidedly not a singer. Gave me no. the Violet Tchotchke vibes of just, like, not being able to sing. Uh-huh. Violet Tchotchke can bring that, like, old BDSM. She's even released some of the better drag music since Well, that's her- true. Now that Violet knows what she's doing and she's got, like, people helping her, like, she actually creates good music. Um, like, compared to a lot of drag queens, she genuinely has released that. She did one with Ali Axe. And then Charity decided to go full goblin. It was just like, okay. was like shock rock. It, I mean, I thought it was kind of a good choice, but that was that was the weird part for me because like all three of the girls are just like, I'm pretty pretty, and then Charity steps up and it's just like a full blown satanic beast. It gave and me I, very much like the one goth kid <laughs> in the family photo. Well, that's the thing, but like that girl group dynamic uh, was so awkward because it was like three well, same. They could have made it work. But it was three, same, yeah. same, and, like, one ugly stepchild, and I was like... Yeah, exactly. Like, what they should have done is done three, like, pinky, pinky, pink girls and yeah. had her dress all in black off. They needed to, like, lean into that if they were going to make it work. Uh, but I don't think they, they knew what they were doing. Like, um, that would have been great. A Very much that, like, yeah. we're all friends because our mom made us be friends, and the three of us get along, but she's kind of weird. And, like, the yeah. weird one is she's going the, through her tooth collection in the corner and, like, dyeing yeah. her hair black. Yeah, she's, like, the ugly one, the one the one that's, like, not... Even even though in Toronto there's, there is the ugly one, and honestly, even though she says she's the ugly one, she's actually kind of a pretty girl, so... 
she's destroyed the name the ugly one (laughs) (laughs) that's just a a call i'm calling out the ugly one you know ugly yeah i very much i'm calling you ugly screw you you destroyed the idea of being ugly (laughs) i'm calling you ugly and saying hi how are you yeah yeah, sure, Jelly. You you be the nice one. No. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the the next team, Pick and Mix. Uh, kind of after <laughs> Little Mix, and then they thought it was hilarious because they were just kind of all the underdogs and also all the um, people who aren't white except for Ella. I um, thought it was a great name. Good name. Uh, so we got Ella up first. They made it look like she had a tragic time singing, even though she's an incredible yeah, singer. Not at it. I was like, oh, oh. I was like, oh. what? What kind of manufactured bullshit drama are you trying to create? She's amazing. Yeah, well, I was worried. I was worried that she was one of those girls who thinks she's a singer and isn't. And they so just good. made some drama. And then there was Vanity, um, who, who I thought was killed at. I thought she did her rap verse and had a great message. I loved it. River. Okay, I hate messages on Drag Race. This is one of my things. I hate, 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 hate. This is one of the things that like messaging when they're when they're saying stuff like you know support support the people in the world kind of stuff. Yeah, like yes, sure, support the. You know, I can agree that human beings may on occasion deserve rights. (laughs) Twist my arm, I'll say it, but. Drag race isn't the place to be saying this. You're in the Stanford prison experiment of drag. You're in the squid game. Like, oh, so I just think drag. Me. No, no, no. I just think drag race is like, it's, it's, it's not the audience. It's not the platform. Like, oh yeah. In 20 seconds, when you say I'm a queen, I like to slay. And by the way, don't be racist today. Like, yeah, you've changed the right. world. I'd rather right. you use those, th- that verse to like make me laugh the messaging and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like even Crystal thought she was doing it when she was like, I'm going to say that I'm scared sometimes. But y- you know what I don't, I hate is when they say, hey, RuPaul, put the crown on me. I'm the best. Yeah, it, it, those two everybody things drive says, me crazy. I want to hear you just be silly. Yeah, like, they, they always say, hey, RuPaul, put the crown on me. Put the crown on my head, RuPaul. Crown on my head, RuPaul. Like, I hear it constantly. I hate that. It's such a pet peeve. Yeah, I, I just think that's what, that's what was so good about Bing Bang Bong last year, the UK Hun, is they right. didn't do either thing. They didn't do, like, save the world, put the crown on my head, then put the spoon in the starving child's mouth. Ooh, ooh. Right, right, right. Um, they just did, like, a camp hype song. Okay, but I didn't think it was messaging when River talked about her mom. no. Because that was like a personal story that had literally just happened. For sure. For sure. But at the same time, if I want to pay tribute to someone I loved dearly, someone who meant so much to me, I'm definitely not going to do it on Drag Race while I'm pretending to be the Spice Girls during a camp song. But it was like a slow tempo, like kind of like yeah. I'm singing about. I think I'm also um, a cold-hearted bitch. You're just... But- you're just- you're heartless. How dare you? I'm heartless. No, I, I came here for a good time and they tried to make me feel emotions and I was very, very angry about it. Oh, well, it's, that's okay. Emotions are hard. And then Carissa, they really loved her ad libs. She just did oh, all these Spanish ad libs. I don't know if I've mentioned, but Carissa, winner of Drag Race seasons one through 14. Is, did I just call her Carissa again? Selena's going to hate me. It's Teresa. <laughs> it's Teresa. I'm sorry, Teresa. Anyways, moving on. Like, oh, 
Oh, she is just, everything she does is perfect. It was so good. So then they go into the choreography. The The Slice Girls are up first. It seemed like Kitty was in control and everyone else had no idea what they were doing. Mm-hmm. It was, again, it, was, it made sense with the girls who were in it, with the exception of Charity, of like, this is just bland and it is on, it's like, ask an AI to make a girl group. And I then, made this AI, watched a thousand hours of girl groups and this is what they came up with. <laughs> and it's like, four women on a stage singing. You know what I call Crystal Versace a lot? I call her the Siri of drag. I know we all hate Crystal because she's young, pretty, I and skinny. Hate, I don't no, no, hate I'm Crystal. Not hate her, but I know, like, I see it online, you know, everyone's just like, she's young, pretty, and skinny, and we hate her. But as someone who relates to being young, pretty, and skinny, um, <laughs> I well, think she's fine. You, I, you're not the only one who relates to being young, pretty, and skinny. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> No, go on. Tell me what you're going to say. <laughs> no, I just think, I just think, like, yes, she's not always the most exciting, but yeah. she's also doing the kind of drag that a lot of those girls think they're doing on a much higher level. Stunningly basic. Like, yeah, so no. Good. And you know what? We need that. We, we, there's, we need a little bit of everything. Absolutely. She's Posh Spice. I mean, Posh Spice is yeah. iconic. I um, do wish, though, if they had Stunningly Basic, that they had kind of... <laughs> filled out the season with some of like put in some some more wild queens versus just like stunningly basic and then basically basic you are hitting the nail on the head so uh of course then we get a little scene uh between ella and river about river's mom and how river's Uh, mom did oh my god every time river talks about her mom just like so so sad it's extremely sad because she just lost her mom like right before she went away for drag race other Drag Race queens have talked about things like that. Yeah, that were like happening. Shea Coulee. dad. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I I loved Ella in this moment because Ella was just staring at River the whole time, just like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. I just saw the wheels turning in Ella's head, just like, okay, okay. And she had like one yeah. eyebrow glued down awkwardly, and it was like. So I can't do my makeup right now because I'm in a producer moment where I have to listen to River cry about her mom. Okay. Okay. And she's just listening. <laughs> and honestly, like, go to, so like <laughs> that's probably what you need. You know what I mean? It's not like you need someone being like, yeah, you know, you just need someone to listen. Oh, you do need somebody to listen. I know. But then I, I kind of relate because sometimes people have come to me with their issues and I just oh, have yeah. to sit there and listen. And I'm like in half drag or like completely undressed or like, <laughs> I'm just like, cool, cool. Awesome. Nice. Um, people cool. have never come to me with their issues. And I think after you hearing <laughs> how I feel about all human emotions and issues, you might know why. <laughs> After hearing how how hateful I am about this episode, you yeah. you know exactly why. You're a cold hearted bitch. Before I'm a cold hearted bitch from hell. But I I do love the fact that it did result in Ella and uh, River hu- yeah. uh, hugging each other on screen because I don't, I don't know it's kind of sweet like you know, not that I'm, I'm sorry but like a half naked a half naked Ella hugging River was kind of hot. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I w- they, they're they're both very attractive people. I'm so, so out of tune with the man, <laughs> with the man. Um, I, but I will say, River is quite hot. 
Okay, you're into River. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I was, if I was to stoop to the level of not women, I would say River is hot. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was sweet that I. This just stood out to me that Ella was like, "Would you like a hug?" Because yeah. I don't know. Well, like, there's one thing between she's producer asking drama. for consent. She's asking for consent. Yeah, but not and then, that, and then like, I, I wanted her to be like, "Would you like a hug?" And her nervous like, "Uh huh." And then she's like, "Would you like me to kiss your neck now?" And it's like, "Uh huh." Would you like me like, to gargle and balls? Gargle and balls. Would you like me to gargle and balls? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like after River, you know, it's not just like a producer thing where River is <laughs> obviously like for real going through it, not just yeah. Drag Race going through it. It was nice for her to ask because maybe she like very much when she's being that vulnerable was like it's just, don't touch me i know exactly but it's just the fan fiction potential there it's just you yeah, know yeah yeah would you and like also, me to slowly drag one nail from top yeah. to bottom making an incision through your stomach yeah pull would out you your like, intestines and li- bite them like yeah. a cob of corn would you like me there? to run you over with a train and just slam you and <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> okay, let's move on. So, <laughs> if anyone ever writes a fan fiction of me and RuPaul, then I'll die happy. <laughs> it's happening now. It's going to be your porno. So we're, <sighs> we've got we're getting to the main stage, and we've got uh, Michelle, Alan, Carr, and Emma Bubbles Bunton, aka Baby Spice, on the stage. Yay! And RuPaul comes out looking, I think, really cute in this kind of what purpley bubbly young kind of party look gorgeous i like that it was i like the fabric choice i just liked everything about it now that i'm looking at the picture again sort of rewind i just love fun party dresses like that that are like kind of mini dresses with fun big hair and i just love i just love to party party girls and yeah i love i think it was purple velour which anyone who's ever seen me so knows is my like the key to my heart is purple velour. Okay, so then we get the performances of the two versions of BDE. We get the Slice Girls first. Now, we've already talked a little bit about this, but what did you think about the Slice Girls top pop BDE performance? Yeah, wasn't wasn't the best. It just, it just again, it was just, I, I asked Nai to watch A Thousand Hours, and even the good one, like even, what's her name, Kitty St. Claus? Kitty, even, yeah. Yeah, even the good performance was just like I watched. I got an AI to watch it. That like, I think there's probably a hundred white drag queens in every city who could do that. It looked. It was just boring. You know what? I didn't see. They weren't looking at each other. It was yeah. just like there was no eye contact. They were like four people on the stage independently, and it. Everyone was in silver except for Charity, who was in this blue. Mm-hmm. But they were acting the same, but they weren't acting the same. And it was just, yeah. it didn't make sense. I was like, if she's going to be different, make her different. It just didn't come together. So BDE, Power Bottom Mix. Oh, yeah, it was called Power Bottom Mix. Ha, 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 ha. By Pick and Mix. Do you, what were your initial thoughts of their version of, of the BDE? Uh, well, Teresa May graced my eyes and my ears, <laughs> as always. Teresa. So good. My... I yeah, just that that was a standout for me. And Ella of a day, Ella of a day had this. Actually, I love Teresa, but I would have made Ella win the whole thing because she had it so down pat. Of she felt like she was in a '90s girl group or early yeah. 2000s girl group. I don't know. Both are before my memory, but <laughs> um, she felt to me like she had that. You know how the Spice Girls lived in a house and like 
they had the whole narrative going on of like uh-huh. we're, we're five best friends. I um uh-huh. she had that totally like it felt like you were getting the inside scoop of just the way she looked at the camera. She had that manufactured friendship look. Fully was like playing a character who is in a band, not just playing, not just Ella Vade playing a character. It was yeah. Ella Vade playing a version of Ella Vade who's in a band playing this specific character. Yeah, it was very campy and self-aware. And it was just so really good. So good. Um, and campy without being too like wink wink. She was campy, but in the way where it's like fully paying tribute to it. Like she's she was in it. She was just but so the, good. I think also, I mean, we the move was so good. You know, when they just did the uh-uh and they did the chest bumps. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The way all four of them looked at each other. Like you said, the other group didn't look at each other. And they the way were all looking at each other. Yeah. They, were all, they oh. had eye contact. They were just... So good. It looked like they wanted to look at each other and they liked each other. How can you be a girl group and not yeah. like each other? Exactly. Well, I think there's a lot of examples, well, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been doing drag for not very long. And when I see one, like the first group where I genuinely feel not just being cocky that I could do better than that. I'm sad because I'm not watching TV to, to watch people who can do what I can do. I'm watching TV to watch people who can do way better than I can do. Well, you were totally right. Um, I think the second group nailed it. The first group was a bit of a mess. So we get into the runway, which was Night of a Thousand Spy Scouts. Yes. And on yes. Squirrel Talk, we nut or we cut. So nut <laughs> is if you like it. Yes, you can nut real hard or you can nut just a bit, you know, whatever you wish. I or mean, can, if the estrogen lets me, it might take a while. Exactly. Or you can cut, or you can just cut a bitch and just wait. no, she's not for me. <laughs> okay, now this is where you guys thought I was hateful before. I am a hateful queen when it comes to... I'm, like, actually bad. It's a problem when it comes to looks. Do you have your scissors out? You're just like, no, 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 I hate it all. No, no, no. There's stuff I like, but because this is the one thing where I am, like, very, very intense when it comes to look on Drag Race. I'm the annoying bitch in the corner who's like, well, I think that this little thing, because I make, like, that's my pride and joy is making costumes. Your your outfits. So you, that, uh, have you lended out some of your outfits to people? I I I do sometimes lend them out to Rosie. You, you, you have put Rosie the drag queen in, in drag. Isn't that correct? I put her in drag once. Yeah. Cause Rosie's one of my very, very good friends. So (laughs) I love her. I always, Rosie, Rosie is on the new show. Call me mother. mother On October 25th. You know what was really funny, Jelly, is that I was looking up the girls who were on the show and I, I think I had seen Rosie before. But um, I, I looked at Rosie's profile and I saw her in all these looks and I was like, all of these looks belong to Jelly. Wait, is Rosie Jelly? Did, no, did there's Jelly only Jelly? two. There's only two that belong to me. No, but I was and like, she... did, no, I was like, did Jelly change their name to Rosie? Wait, is Rosie <laughs> Jelly? Is Jelly Rosie? What's happening here? <laughs> yeah, there's two that belong to me. I love if anyone ever wants to wear some of my clothes. I love lending my stuff. It makes me so okay. happy to see someone Amazing. else wear it. Yeah, 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 I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love putting Rosie in drag. And I love Rosie overall. She currently, she has so many. This is also a call out to Rosie to give me back some of my shit. She has so many. She has earrings that are my earrings. She has like, at this point, she's gone through borrowing my drag stuff. And she's now into borrowing my day-to-day clothes. Uh-huh. Because there wasn't anything left to borrow from my drag uh-huh. stuff. All right, <laughs> Rosie. You've, so you've Rosie, been cut. 
you've been total cut on nut and cut. You better cut, you better get... cut and slice. But also watch Call Me Mother on October twenty fifth and support the dolls. Yes, go check out Rosie on Call Me Mother. Okay, so let's get into this runway. Up first, we've got Crystal Versace coming out in just like a fully dragged out oh. Emma Bunton blue jacket, oh baby spice look with the pigtails. Like, and it's just stoned and it's feathered, at, uh, furred, and it just looks better than the original yeah. outfit. Oh it's, my God. It was it's perfect. intense. Holy moly. I think even Emma herself said, I think I have that jacket, but yours looks nicer than mine. <laughs> yeah, just gorgeous. And again, we don't like, it would be too bad if it was all just like money. But in my mind, she, you know, she has some say in the creativity and she, seeing her look challenge last week must help with some of it. But she I just looks know. so good. Stunning. Like, is she just like independently wealthy? Like, wow. Bitcoin? I don't even know. Oh, I would I would pay to wear that outfit for five minutes. So um, it's a pretty easy nut for me on that one. Oh, this is like, this is what nutting, this one is such an easy nut. Like this was nutting before estrogen. This is nutting from a fully <laughs> testosterone body. And the cup <laughs> is full. I'm handing it to the sperm bank. <laughs> okay, save some for later. Uh, we've got Charity Case walking out. Charity Case I love this because I, just, I love these Night of a Thousand blank runways. They're really cool. But I would never even thought to do something inspired by the general aesthetic, especially when it's someone like Mel B, who it's, you immediately think of wild hair and um, yeah. leopard print. Like, it's, yeah. so, it's so iconic that kind of there's no way to do it without just being like, I'm wearing leopard print. But she found a way that I personally think is just exquisite it's like a pimp who's a leopard who has that that swagger has the melby swagger while also having almost old victorian villain vibes it's uh-huh. so weird but uh-huh. so good and again the details like we were saying about um crystal even the stoned whiskers this is again uh-huh. one of those looks that i just can only dream of making or wearing so incredible the nails the staff everything it was a fully fledged character it's one of those things where their critique is technically valid but i think she it's not like she they did uh spice girls and she said i'm gonna come out of share they did spice girls and she said okay i'm gonna do my own version of it now at the same time i would have liked to have seen her demented version of an actual spice girls thing right but i still this one's still a big nut for me yeah i agree with you because like crystal charity took scary spice and dragged it out and made it something so drag and charity cases drag so like it's a big nut for me like this is very well done would i know that scary spice yeah but like if you look at picasso do you know it's a person at first yeah true Uh yeah this is one of those things i personally think it kind of there's a there's a strong enough through line and the look is just so good that that i'm okay with it well, it's it's just, a nut. I I love when drag like this is something I'm guilty of not doing, but I'm performing in a club, not on national TV. Yeah. My what I aspire to have is shoes that just complete the outfit, and I really oh, do. Yes. But this is her and Crystal both have the case of the details are so thought out that the socks and the shoes go with it. Everything, every detail. It's so true. 
Um, and then we've got uh, Katie's Got Claws coming out as another version of Baby Spice. Yeah, in this very kinda, solid. Yeah, like a glittery mini dress. Uh, she's got the cool hair with the the um, the uh, headband, and it's all rhinestone to filth. Also. Oh, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, it's a, it's just like a nut. It's good. There's nothing I can, that you can fault it on, really. Yeah, I think it's a nut too. I I think the one thing I would say about Kitty is that sometimes her proportions are just a little bit off for the size of her body. Like I would just like increase it just a little bit because her shoulder. She I always see those giant because she has big shoulders. She's a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, at the same definitely. time, at the same time, I have this war in my head because I have big shoulders. So like I have this war in my head where it's like I love the idea of just wearing these things that are a little bit too small because I do have big shoulders. So why don't I just show it off on my body? But at the same time, I'm like proportionized, proportionized. What, what yeah, do you think? Honestly, you think for me, I, I'm of the school where I don't care so much if it's big shoulders. I just care if it works as a shape. Right. Cause you know, it's not, which again, drag isn't for me. Like I am woman, women have small shoulders but I do think the fact that it's an outfit with kind of a cage on the bottom mm-hmm. would would work nicely with a different shape. Either a right. shape... I just think it's not giving any shape on the bottom. If she had made it into a V on the bottom, because she does have yeah. a V on top, would have yeah. worked. Or if she had made it more of an hourglass on the bottom, would have worked. Yeah. Right now, it's just kind of not giving any shape. But yeah, she has that cage on the bottom. It would have been nice to just see it a little bigger. But at the same time... The proportions aren't what you see in a fashion magazine, but I kind of like that. That that exactly. It's like I like the fact that people are just wearing clothes. Yeah, exactly. You know? I'm not so much about the. It has to be proportions. Proportions of a cartoon woman. My thing is more. Exactly. It just has to be a shape. Because what's wrong with Kitty's shape? Kitty's shape is mm-hmm. beautiful. So it's exactly. like, why are we, why are we still against a boxier look? Why do we always need that hourglass thing? It's just such an interesting question. I'm always asking myself. No, I, you know? I think she, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. So then we've got Scarlet mm-hmm. coming out as her version of Scary Spice. See, this I, is another one I'd wear. Do you like this? I like it. You, I hate it. I hate it. I so think much. this is going to be controversial, but I like it. <laughs> okay, I just don't. Here's the thing, though. I don't like how she styles things. Like, I don't like how it comes together. One, why is that? She does this constantly with wigs. She wears the wig line all the way up, showing off a giant forehead, and like it just looks wrong. <laughs> See, I actually, oh, actually, I see what you mean on the sides. I see on the sides, it's far, but the actual widow's peak, I like the positioning of. I think that's fine, but also, like, you need if you're going to show off your forehead, you need to contour it a bit, and it's just like all not. There's no makeup. I think yeah, her contour looks so great on the cheeks with the like very blended light contour, but that doesn't work with the big forehead. There's no like my only thing for this was, I know it's scary spice, but she could have cut those tiny tiny buns. They didn't really do anything, and yeah. her eyebrows were so light. This is something I noticed while I was watching it, that her eyebrows were just, like, so washed out. You probably couldn't see them from where the judges were. Yeah, her makeup is so, his, in my opinion, it's, like, a little bit too small for the hair she wears sometimes. See, I think it's, her mug's gorgeous. I just think if it she is took, gorgeous. like, a... I just love no. her mug. She just needs to take, like, a, 
something felt tipped or or set them again. Well, I I don't think think that her mug isn't gorgeous. I think it is gorgeous, yeah. but like it just needs to be a little bigger to match these wigs she's wearing. Like that's a full on Trixie Mattel wig. Like true, yeah, she looks like just a soft young woman. And but like not. It's just like something. <laughs> so off i i still like this like yeah i would <laughs> this is a look that if if i didn't know it was a it was a spice girls reference if i if someone was just like here take this pile of drag wear it i would be all over it but i don't i don't get scary spice from it i i don't like the i i think it's a cut for me on at the i'm end also of the day. again this is why i'm not rupaul if i just if i like it i like it it doesn't if have to like be. It, you like it. If, if, they, if for this category someone came out in a really good ghost costume, and I was just like, <laughs> "Wow, that's a great ghost!" I, I'd let them win. I, I'd give them the challenge. <laughs> so, do you nut this or you cut this? I'm once again nutting, but again, remember You're the first You're the first to. two nuts were like my windshield's covered. Like the first two nuts are called the cleaning service. Uh-huh. These two nuts are just like, oh, something dribbled out. Yeah. Okay, so this is a this is a soft nut. Okay. Then we've got Ella Vade coming out as Which, I didn't even uh, think I didn't even think this was Ella. I thought this was Sporty Spice on the runway. It was incredible. Yeah. I just I just also will never get over her name. This is so good. It's good. No, she got the look. It's another thing where it's like great shoes with the outfit was one of the things I noticed. Like her, her shoes were good. Everything was on yeah. point. She started doing press-ups. She took off her coat. She started being sporty. She she really used her more masculine, muscular features, I thought, very well, too. Oh, for sure. It, yeah, I thought it was good. Again, it's one of those things where if I was judging it, I would have been judging it as a look, not as a reference. It would have been like, it's an all right look. But now that I'm looking at it with another human being who is possibly more sensible than me, I acknowledge that it, it is a very, very good look. <laughs> well, it's a total nut for me. I think this is unbelievably good for the reference and just very well done. So that's oh, yeah, mine. another nut. Okay, so moving on for River Medway coming out as her take on Ginger Spice. Um... I thought it was okay. I just was wondering where the boobs were. Because, yeah, I mean, ginger is, ginger is all about boobs for me. Yeah, that's not going to, like, make or break it for me. Because, honestly, I find a lot of drag queens don't do boobs that well. Ah! As, <laughs> like, as, um, as, a, as a lover of fine, fine breasts and owner of developing breasts, yeah. I just, even, even that last look... Even Ella Vidae's, there was just something weird about her boobs. Uh-huh. So, no, but also, like, great. If you can do the shape, do the shape. But her shape still looks good. I don't really care. Actually, Fair her enough. shape does look a little a little wide on the bottom. But that's only because I'm looking at a picture and overanalyzing. I thought her face and hair looked terrific. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I, I just thought it could have been a little bit... Um... A little bit more campy, a little bit more so. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, because Ginger for me is like the camp factor mm-hmm. on, on the Spice Girls. I don't know the outfit she's referencing, so I don't know if it's supposed to look like homemade text. Yeah. Because it looked like Halloween costume, like very that, rhinestone Halloween costume with an amazing was, hair and face. I, yeah, the hair was okay. Um, I just I, thought yeah. it framed her face so nicely. It 
does. It does. But, you know, the quality was like, eh, whatever. I guess I will probably give this a cut. Um, just because I think it needed body. Ginger is all about body for me. Yeah, I think if you showed it to me from here up, it would be a nut. But yeah. when I look at the full thing, it's mainly the lettering for me that makes it a cut. Yeah, and I don't want to dwell too much on body, but like I just whenever I think ginger spice, I'm just like mm-hmm. big jugs, big butt. Like she's so sex, you know. So anyway, yeah, big boobs, big. Where are those? And 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 she has boobs. Like uh, River, we've seen her with boobs. So I'm like, oh, yeah. where are the boobs? Bring out the boobs. And then we've got Vanity doing her scary spice, which I don't think worked that well, unfortunately. <laughs> no, it's again. I think she's. One of those queens who she had a designer rather than her and her husband making them. Like, she's yeah. selling this so well. She's selling it like it's a ten times better look. Just really rough around the edges. Kind of look like a Halloween yeah. costume. Now, version. when you get up close, the only thing I will say is it's so well stoned. Do you stoned do you buy into of. that trick? Do you buy into that trick that dry queens always do? They're like, well, if the look's not good, I better put stones all over it. Oh, totally. I think not <laughs> if the look's not good. Not if it looks not good, but I think you can take a lot of things and rhinestones will take it from Forever 21 to a drag thing. Like you can take a lot of things from Shein or whatever. And if you just stone it right and fit it to yourself, like so do a couple alterations, I think it can turn into a great look. I think sometimes it can, but I think I think the look is is sometimes <laughs> I think stones are sometimes a little bit overrated. Because honestly oh, for sure. on stage, stones read great. On TV I don't think they read at all sometimes, you know? Yeah, I think it also depends what you use. Like, I, I've heard a lot of people saying, don't use glass stones on TV, but or don't use plastic on TV. Yeah, so she's probably a cut for me, probably. Um, yeah, which is sad. She's one of those people who every time, because her promo look was so strong. I know. But I think, well, I think again, I think she, if she was a queen who'd been doing it for longer, I'm saying this as a queen who's been doing it kind of the same amount of time as her, It'd be scary going on Drag Race without this big arsenal of drag and without all the, like, saved-up connections and stuff with designers. So it makes sense that she doesn't have the stuff the others have. A hundred percent. It's amazing that she is even there at all, honestly. Like, wow. Like, I had no idea. She seems so much more seasoned than than it seems that she actually is. So then Cheriza, Cheriza comes out. As her take on oh. Ginger, I which just, is, I mean, she's a walking Peter badge. She's literally with, never done anything wrong in her life. Like, I just think it's so cool that the she's hair, perfect. The hair is so good. Oh. The the corset. I even, I'm, I'm letting her get away without the boobs because just the way the corset would fit, I don't yeah, think Yeah, I think that sense. corset wouldn't be as good if she was wearing fake boobs. Yeah. And but just like the pageantry of it with the oh. giant cape, it's like yes, I see Ginger in this. She would come out like that and just like this ridiculous outfit. Yeah, I just oh, Teresa has just had the first week she had the strongest outfits to me. The second week she had a great look. When she made her own, it wasn't bad. And then this one is just she's just on like a level of just oh my god, her drag is so good. And every part of it so good. She's so well-rounded. I've said this. This is the 80th time I've said this in this podcast. But she just looks incredible. I love the look. I love so, everything about it. It's a total nut for me. Absolute nut. So that's the end of the runway. Um, they all go backstage. And uh, they're all talking about how they did. 
um, the underdog team pick and mix, feeling like the underdogs mm-hmm. versus the popular girls kind of thing dynamic. And my favorite moment back there was when um, <laughs> Scarlett is just miserable. She's like, I just failed. I forgot all my lyrics because she like forgot her lyrics on stage, mm-hmm. too. And she like looks over to Teresa and is just like, well, I'm I know you're the underdog. I'm sorry for not picking you. And Teresa looks over and is like, oh, girl, don't be silly. I'm happy you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) She's, yeah, it's just like so quick, so funny. I loved it. Oh, I mean, the underdogs really, uh, it's giving me a lot of like old school RuPaul's Drag Race season three. Uh, ironically, season three again. Very much, yeah. With the Boogers and the the Heathers. When, way Which back is then. easily one of my favorite seasons, yeah. Yeah, like, the Boogers are turning the party right now, so maybe the Heathers ought to watch out. Um, so, at the end of the day, it is Scarlet and Charity in the bottom. Do, do you agree with that? Um, yeah. Yeah, like it so. Been... I agree. I agree with Scarlett because Scar. Like so, the the winning team is totally safe. So it, we knew it was going to be choice. Scarlett. Yeah. So the winning team, of course, was the pick and mix. They all get a repeater badge. They're all winners. And now we have to choose our bottom two from the losing team. They could have gone with Charity or Crystal. I wouldn't have been mad. So yeah, they decided to save Crystal and Kitty. I think I agree with them saving Kitty because Kitty was obviously the mm-hmm. best part of the group. I think how can you send? How could you put Crystal in the bottom in that outfit? Is kind of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like Which as is- much as I love, I love, I love, I love Charity's outfit. They may be on equal playing fields as outfits. There's still that slight bump because she was so easily on theme. And they also obviously really like Crystal and don't really care about Charity from the past. <laughs> well, also Crystal has two wins under her belt, and Charity doesn't have that. So they lip sync to um, uh, "Who Do You Think You Are" by the Spice Girls. It was great. I I do think um, for me the winner was Charity, just because she took uh-huh. that song, she took her outfit, and she just made it a full show. That oh, was I, I like, that was a agree. musical theater song written for the character she was playing. I hundred percent agree. I don't. I was wondering where Scarlet was the whole time on stage. But also, I she's think... Harry, she looks like Harry Potter and go home, J.K. Yeah. Rowling. So, <laughs> but um, what happened, it, Jelly? Yeah, what happened? It was a double chante. What? Um, Are you they both serious, played. RuPaul? Ah! Yeah, like, ugh, I don't know. It wasn't. She wasn't bad, but it was very. I think it's very much as we've seen. The past few weeks of, again, I like Scarlett, but as you've seen literally since the first episode, it's a classic case of RuPaul seeing something that, like, doesn't translate, I guess. Yeah. Because I I do think she's very funny. I enjoy her confessionals. But, yeah, she, RuPaul obviously wanted her there. So they both stay. That was Mm -hmm. pretty crazy. They can thank Victoria for that, I'll guarantee you, because Victoria is gone. I thought last week might have been a better time to save uh, a, a double sante because Victor- uh, Veronica really gave it last episode. Yeah, um, honestly, neither of them are double shantes for me. I would wait until there's a great lip sync. Well, maybe that it's all about numbers. Maybe they just need an even number next week or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's the episode. Um, not bad, not bad. Um, not bad at all. Do you Very have any favorite? 
Yeah, so obviously you want Shariza to win. Shariza's my winner. Shariza's my mm-hmm. winner. And who do you think's going home next week? Oh, honestly, with UK, I never know. Like last season, know. the elimination was bizarre. And do you like uh, Ella or do you hate Ella? No, I like Ella. I, I like all of these queens are solid queens. I just sometimes wish that on my like, you know, I am paying. Actually, that's not even true. You know, my girlfriend's paying eight ninety nine a month for her crave, and I'm watching on it, which takes <laughs> a lot of Wi Fi and internet. And for that price, I want to be watching drag queens blow my mind. Okay, Jelly. Um, you want to tell the children where they can find you on the interwebs? Okay. Well, on the internet, you can find me on Instagram at jelly.drag. What I always say is, are you ready? Pretend you're in a, a drag club because this, this is what I say every time. Okay. Jelly like jam. Dot like the end of a sentence. Drag like what you're watching now. So if you can't spell it, I'm concerned for you. Okay. Uh, concerned oh, and children. on Twitter, where I like to... Um, <laughs> Talk about things with my hands on uh-huh. a keyboard. Type them and then post them. Jelly underscore drag. Ooh. Are you on TikTok or Twitch or anything like that? I have ticked my talks, but I, I'm not actively on TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is a commitment. Um. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, okay, awesome. And do you have anything coming up in the, in the, in the future? or? I would just say keep your eyes peeled. I'm working on lots of music stuff. Word. So that will hopefully be coming to fruition soon. And yeah, and just I keep hope your that, eyes open. Um, I hope that country version of Stop is going to grace our screen. I think I'd have to re-record it because I've grown. It's almost, it was last January. So I've grown a lot since then. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Well, um, it's been lovely having you on the podcast and getting to Thank know you more for about having me. I hope I wasn't too evil. I really let it all hang out this, this <laughs> one. I was <laughs> not, not political at all. At all. It was like an episode of Looney Tunes getting getting to know you. You're weird and wonderful and special um, and totally insane. <laughs> that was so much fun. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye, squirrels. Do you want to take us out, Jelly? Ooh, my name's Jelly Drag, and I'm here to say I don't do drag in a figgity-fag way. I like <laughs> to dance with my hands and feet. I like to eat. A piece of meat. Just kidding, I don't. But it's not like I won't. I cook vegan, but sometimes order meat when I'm at restaurants. This doesn't rhyme, but that's okay. Turn it, tune into Squirrel Talk on a day that's not today. Possibly yeah! when it's released. Hooray! This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 